Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by actor George Mackay. You're known from 1917. Yeah. Fine actor. He Very has a good. new film on Netflix, uh, which is out next week. And we had a chat with him about that. Talk a bit of football. He did. Big Chelsea fan. He is, yeah. Uh, we also chatted to Sam Avery, who is a comedian yeah, and Evertonian, as Luca Dean had a bit of a parting shot for Rafa Benitez without mentioning any names, but we knew who we meant. <laughs> and we wondered where that leaves the gaffer, and indeed what they thought of their former player, and uh, Sam was very good. And we had the birthday spread. The bir- we did, Paul, some amazing <laughs> form from you. I don't, we don't know what the outcome will be. That's right. Let's we, not we, say it now. We do pre-record this moment, so yes. we can bring you the... Um, um, the podcast very quickly yeah. around four so we're at half we're at the halfway stage um, currently so who knows what happened what a triumph slash anti-climate <laughs> um, so uh, and we had a chat of course and yes. Charlie's got a new video coming out oh yeah VHS coming out soon a video here it all is it is eight minutes past one good afternoon uh, everyone good afternoon Charlie got some breaking news okay Jeff Bezos has just been in touch. Oh, yeah, lovely. And he seems, he seems to think I'm in the market for a Edipet dog toy, non-toxic dog toothbrush chew. Oh. Um, but, you know, if I'm buying things for my dog, I obviously prefer them to be toxic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have they got a I'm, toxic one? I'm taking the non-toxic toxic aspect of something I'm spent, meant to put in my dog's mouth as a non-negotiable. <laughs> I didn't need non-toxic. Nah. The thing is, like yesterday... We've tried the toxic ones. Yeah. And uh, it's not quite worked out. No, OK. <laughs> the toxicity really was the problem. But I was just about going home after the show yesterday and suddenly my phone lights up. OK. And it just sort of said... We think you might like uh, and uh, a kind of electric vacuum. And what do they call those vacuum? A remote vacuum. Oh yeah, oh, they look good. Those Paul. I mean, Jeff wouldn't. Did he used to do that on the street before he had his multi-billion? Pack? Would he just walk up to you? You're walking, and Jeff yeah. just wanders up, and he said. Yeah, you look like like Walker from Dad's yeah. Army. You look like a bloke who'd like a <laughs> yeah. who'd like a uh, nice Hoover. Yeah, yeah. So first thing, nylon. first thing he said is, "Do you, do you accept cookies?" Do, yeah, just, gives you a biscuit. Do you accept? Do you accept cookie? You have to say that. You have to go through that whole process. The whole thing. Go yeah. through the whole process. Give you a biscuit yeah. and then go. Do you, uh, well, people who case, people who bought this also bought. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'd just like to tell you. 
Um, anyway, I'm sure Jeff didn't do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll exactly. Move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, another tremendous night in the yeah, lane. Yeah, tell me about it, Paul. Well, I went in, a bit I went of therapy in with, for you. I went in with quite low expectations, and uh, sure enough, we, li- we lived down to them. <laughs> um, well, you did say last week, yeah. um, I, don't, I don't think we can clip it out, I can't remember when you said it, but you said, um, when they were 2-0 down, you said, well, I'll go next week, I've got, I've got my ticket for next yeah. week, I'll go next week, but, you know, we'll go 1-0 down in between 10 and 20 minutes and then after that we'll, we'll never come back from 3-0 so yeah. it's over really well there um, we are. yeah I, I think that was one of those occasions when I'm, I wish I hadn't been proved right very odd team <laughs> selection Galini and God, we're walking to the ground and we see Galini um, what's it and then we think Lloris must be injured so yeah. who's going to be on the bench sure enough Lloris is on the bench and uh, look he's not been great apparently um, a, a, an interesting line from Conte said that uh, he got the game because he showed to be reliable no, he hasn't. <laughs> He's been quite terrible. He's, yeah. I mean, he made one good save at the, the start of the game from Lukaku. Beyond that... He's just a liability. He's not great at coming for the ball. He didn't against Morecambe at the weekend. He, he doesn't know whether to stick or twist. He's not a great shot stopper either. So I don't but, quite see the appeal. But do you think managers sometimes, Paul, pick a team that gives them a bit of an out? Did he think, I'm never going to win? We're never going to come back from 2 0 down. I mean, if it was an outfield player, if it was Harry Kane, you could say the guy's flogged, he needs a rest before yeah. a London, a North London derby. Not a goalkeeper. I mean, not, you know, you've got him on the bench. Mm. It was That was bizarre. Matt Doherty, left wing back. Please, no mass, as uh, Roberto <laughs> Duran once said. We can't watch it anymore. We just sit there laughing at him. The poor soul. Yeah. He can't get up and down the left. It's. It's pitiful. <laughs> it does no one a... wants to watch that. It's it was a very odd thing. And looking at, I mean, we've we've gone Conte really. We've gone from weeks and weeks of whirling dervish, a man totally engrossed in his job, you know, like yeah. Angus from ACDC. <laughs> um, but now he's like ossified. Now he stands <laughs> with his hand on his chin or his head in his hand. I wouldn't yeah. say I'd say he's pulling his hair out. But I know he won't do <laughs> no, that. No, not at the moment. But um, it's it's interesting. The, the, Chelsea were just so comfortable. It just looked like a different a different game at times. Mm. I mean, you know, Chelsea their second touch is a pass. Tottenham's was a foul most of the time. Yeah. It was a tackle. It was just that frustration of being outclassed by a team that. Three years ago, we were going toe-to-toe with. It's just, OK, we've got a lovely, sparkly new stadium, but it's going to be a long time before we have a team that goes with it. And uh, the local newspaper has got a story today in in, uh, in that part of the world saying they Spurs have not done that themselves. That would have been pretty crass and incredibly bad timing. But the word is out there that they're going to build a cinema on 72 flats. How nice. Right next to the stadium. Oh, and lovely. As, uh, talk sport uh, listener Mark Carter tweeted... <laughs> 72 flats in a cinema. You'll never sing that. <laughs> um, so, you know, we do... It does feel... When things like that happen, it does feel like we are the works team of a property development company. <laughs> yeah. It's Tottenham Hotspur Estates FC. Yeah. To, yeah. to dare is to build. Uh, can we but get If, if Conte the is bed? picking Galini and Doherty and, and yeah. all those players... Maybe he's making the point that he's not got what he needs in the building and he's showing that and he's saying, more or less, if you want me to stay here and do this and build this... I don't think managers do that. You know, he's staking his reputation. You know, he's against the club that he managed and took to a title. I don't buy it sometimes that you put out a team to prove a point. He clearly... And also, uh, Paradici, the guy who's the uh, head of recruitment in the club, the two signings so far, Gallini, who I didn't realise till reading, I think it was Matt Law in the Telegraph today, had had a spell at Villa when he was terrible there. <laughs> so, um, 
And and Emerson Royale, you know, Emma, yeah. Emma Serge Royalier, £25 million. Pounds. I mean, last night he found himself, apparently he spent all this week practising crosses. And they spent a lot of time with him yeah. firing in crosses from the right. He had one cross last night of meaning. He got himself in the byline and he sort of nine-ironed it over everybody. And I think it almost went into touch yeah. on the other. And the, everybody, the deflated feeling yeah. in the play. I mean, that's the frustration. I've, I've supported the club for years and years and generally been used to an awful lot of mediocrity with, with spells of sunshine. But, you know, a lot of awful media... But I don't mind that. If I'm conditioned to that, fine. But when they give you hope, when they yeah. get a manager and start to build a team that can go toe-to-toe with big sides, and then through an abdication of responsibility, yeah, OK, building a new stadium, etc., etc. You don't take your eye off the ball completely, and he's admitted as a chairman he got that wrong, that you're back to square one. You're back to a much bigger rebuild and far more work than you ever had before mm. had you done it incrementally at that time. And that is the complete frustration with it you know you have a you have a taste of something better and then it is swiped away from you you kind of seize it's jammed tomorrow this is the thing the chairman keeps saying all the money that we generate from our real estate from this we pump back at the team it's always jammed tomorrow and we find ourselves in a situation now with a manager if he loses this manager i think we'll end up going down the newcastle route if Mm. this manager walks because he doesn't get uh, the support he needs. You know, he, everybody can see what's wrong with it. He can, we can. We, we know we need far more quality on the field if we're going to compete. So uh, if, if he doesn't support this manager, we'll just become, it'll be Newcastle. It'll be, you know, entrenched fans, uh, fed up with the board, wanting them out, knowing they're never going to leave. Yeah. And it becomes ugly and toxic. And all Newcastle fans would say, it's not, it's not a pleasant situation. You want the being. non-toxic version, Paul. I want there the we non-toxic. Back, we're back yeah, to I'm the back dog to, toy. I just, you know the way I brought it back? <laughs> it's lovely, Paul. You, like there's a circular argument. You came back on yourself. I did. And this is where I came in. <laughs> with uh, Maybe if Jeff Bezos sort of sidles up to me and says... Uh, Royale. I think you might be interested in Vlajevic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, and I do, t- I do accept cookies. <laughs> 25, 25 million quid, you could have had Chris Woodpool. Yes, I know we could. Well, he'd do a job. Anyway, uh, that's that's my rant over. Tell us what you really think. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's all it's all a little bit frustrating. Yeah. You know, we could have been a contender. As, uh, I think, as a man well, I think, I think he, he hasn't been there long. He hasn't been there long, Paul. No, I'm not, I'm not I, gonna, I, I, it's not this. It's not going to be this season, is it? I think it's if he's there for the long term. He hasn't term, been there long. He the might worry not is, be there long. The maybe, worry is he's not there for the long term. Paul Scholes is right. You know, maybe he's maybe he's looking at that thing. What have I done? Yeah. You know, I, I think they get seduced by the real estate. They see the training ground. They see the, the cinema. Pitch, the seventy-two oh, flats. The seventy-two flats. Maybe I can live in one of those flats. <laughs> hot and cold, running movies. <laughs> I go Saturday morning pictures. Get Tom those, and Jerry. Get one of those unlimited movie passes, Paul. Yeah. What about that? Could be there all the time. You could get any manager with that, couldn't you? you could get, well, he is <laughs> the top man, one of the top managers. Maybe they seduced him with that. Maybe they p- p- promised him that pass. If one of those flats was in like like the ones at Leighton Orient, where it looks over the pitch, he would, yeah. wouldn't even have to get out of bed to I manage you, the team. I Paul. think you pay less for the ones that overlook <laughs> the pitch. Anyway, so uh, thank you, caller. Do I win hundred pounds worth of wicks vouchers for that? But oh man, it's just sometimes you there know I, I love them and they drive me mad at the yeah. that's, that's that's what it's about football. though, isn't it? That's what it's about. At least the ones some money for charity. Yesterday, I, I left uh, yesterday saying that Jared Bowen would score for West Ham last night, and he had not scored one but two Howie. in uh, Paddy's challenge. Yeah. So, a uh, good, very good result for them. Ja- but... Jamie, our producer, had him in his fantasy football team, wow. and as I said before, he's very good at it. That's taken him into the top two thousand in the country. Our Paul. producer is higher than Magnus Carlsen, the the uh, the chess legend. Incredible about who's inc- very good at fantasy football. Jamie is incredible at fantasy. Yeah, I mean, football. look at the time. Sorry, I, I forgot. I was just rabbiting on the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ray, the Arsenal fan's been in touch. When okay. I was younger, I took our partially uh, sighted neighbor's dog for a walk. I don't know if it was the dog or I think it was probably the neighbour. He gave me a one-pound note for doing it. The excitement of having a one-pound note, I spent it at the local shop. After about a million bazooka joes, I walked home 20 minutes later. Neighbour knocked asking for the dog, who in the excitement I'd left tied up outside the sweet shop. After fetching him, it was safe to say I, I wasn't asked again. Well, that's not a cup of tea, is it, Ray? From it's Hemel. not a cup of tea. It's, it's a, a dog. Of, it's the dog. You, you left, left the dog outside the yeah, outside the shop. My mother-in-law left my, my wife outside. My mother-in-law left my mother-in-law left take, my wife. Take my <laughs> she left my wife outside. Bit of blue for the dads now. Yeah, <laughs> outside a shop. Uh, got the bus home. Oh, lovely. And went into her mum and said... Uh, oh, lovely. Living as a baby. Where's Karen? I'm assuming oh, yeah. as a baby, not... No, she's 23. It's yeah. quite sad, really. No, as a... As she's a, just got as a, a cell phone Left port. a pram outside Wars. Lovely. Yeah, that dates it, doesn't it? Oh, well, we'll do anyway, for goodness sake. <laughs> but, yeah, what about that? What that's about that's a cork. I reckon that happens Never mind all the time. guide dogs, Ray. That happens all the time. I reckon babies get left in the shops. Talk sport. It's not, it's not a cup of tea. It's not a it's cup not of tea. It's related, so we really shouldn't have read it out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Me and Charlie Baker here on Talksport. Uh, Charlie leaving his cup of tea in the car today. Oh, yeah. It felt a bit of a ho hum story, but the, <laughs> the boards lit up. I told you, Paul. You you think you always poo poo Charlie's I choice? I poo poo Charlie's choice, and I'm a fool to do it. Exactly. Um, I left my three-month-old daughter in the pub, sat in her car seat. The landlady rang me whilst I was washing up and said, I'd, had I forgotten anything? I checked my wallet and said, no, why? She replied, what about your three-month-old daughter? You, I can't say it's what e- she called him. It's easily done, Paul, that. Yeah. Because when you've, if, especially if it's your first one, yeah. it's like you've, you're not used to it. Yeah. Especially, you know, used to... They're not attached to you like they are. Our you mate, know. because when you've got a, a sort of fairly young child, our, yeah. our mates in Oz, uh, everybody who's had young children knows this. It's like taking a band on. It's like it's like Edwin Shirley trucking. <laughs> it's like taking Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. on the road. You can't. You, you don't just put. You get in the car. You have the. If you go somewhere overnight, you know you've got so much stuff to take. Have you got this? Yeah. The, you've got the, the high chair. Everything. You've got the bottle steriliser. You've got everything. Like, like loading, not taking a band on the road. So you do forget stuff. And our friends in Oz loaded. 
up the car, set off, they were going to stay somewhere, and they'd load up the car, and they've got all the gear, we've got this, we got that, they do the checklist, drive off five minutes down the road, left the kid at home. <laughs> It's what happens, boy. I'm not having any more. It addles your brain. I never want any more. I'm done. Oh, okay, absolutely well, done, Paul. Really? Yeah, I'm absolutely done. Whatever. Well, I don't know if I can. I've got a story. I don't think I can tell you. Anyway. <laughs> I'll run it. I'll, I'll, I'll run wow. it by you off air, and we'll see if we can okay. tell you. Luke Parsons has been on. Has he? Uh, went on my. It's on, on my uh, Twitter at Baker Street. Oh, yeah. Went on my way home from my Navy base. I stopped for petrol. Yeah. Went at the petrol station. I took out my kit bag. You know, if you're from a naval base, yeah. put it on the roof to look for something. Twenty minutes later, flying down the A38 at seventy mile per hour, I saw my kit bag coming flying off the roof. <laughs> In my rear view mirror, wow. managed to pull over and get it all, but the laptop didn't survive. There we are. The well, will you Plymouth accept coffee-related stories, Charlie? I'll take anything, Paul. I once bought myself a nice coffee to drink on the trail from a well-known uh, high street coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Set the coffee on top of the ticket machine uh, for the tram, bought my tram ticket, got on the tram and was halfway home when I realised I'd left the untouched coffee oh. on top of the machine. Nothing worse, nothing worse. This is Ryan, the Plymouth Argyle <laughs> fan. This is it. I'm not this surprised. is cutting edge stuff, isn't not, it? Not surprised, Paul, with this. The, the Plymouth Argyle fan. He starts by saying, "I can't read without moving my lips." No, he doesn't say that. He says, <laughs> <laughs> "Charlie, he says, <laughs> come on." <laughs> he says, "I often leave a cup of tea on top of my ambulance response car." <laughs> oh, that's not good, is it? When I get a call, gets pointed out to me later in the Imagine day. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, we've got a call out. It's a scalding. Yeah. Someone is. <laughs> uh, where is it? The back of your ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well done. Very the mug nice. has survived to this day. It's, is it a Plymouth oh, Argyle mug? See, nah, that will well, never be, never it, be broken. It will really, be. Charlie. It will, it will be. be. Yeah. Can um, we have so Randall back? You can keep those coming. <laughs> Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TS H and J. I saw you. Um, you've had a lad on loan from QPR. Yes. And I saw you having an in depth chat with Charlie yeah. Austin when he was in on Tuesday with. Uh, you know what I'm like, Paul. When I meet the when I meet the big flashy pros at you talk want to sport. talk yeah, you want to talk no, talkie with I want to talk talkie with them. I've tried to sign Jack Wilshire for us but you, he's not, you, you he's know not what keen. he said he he's wasn't not keen, keen is he, he not in so keen. many words it's not the words he used <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Charlie Austin was in the other day and and we've had a player on loan from uh, QPR called Sinclair Armstrong yeah. 18 year old Irish international under 21 international yeah um, really Good, especially at our level at yeah. National League, really. Even at 18, because at they can 18, get slightly overall. Yeah, but he's a, he's a big lad. Yeah. Got some pace, bit of nous about him. Well, and I just said to Charlie, uh, we just had, hoping Charlie would say, oh, yeah, he's. He's uh, on his way back. He's, yeah. he's coming back to you, you know. But he's like, oh yeah, you know. I've been. And Charlie was sort of saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm telling him he should go back out on loan. Cause that's me thinking. <laughs> that's Charlie Austin, the other side of thirty, yeah, going. Yeah. I don't like look at this massive eighteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, you're not going to get first team opportunity. Get yourself out. Get yourself as far away from me as possible. That's what it did feel like a little bit. Like you know, he, he is pretty good. No, yeah, Sinclair Armstrong, name to watch. Fantastic. That's very, very good. Ian from Wargrave says, it was only when we were in the air on our way to Corfu for two weeks. <laughs> oh, this is no. not the kids. This is keys, is it? Was his home alone? This is keys. We realised that in our car, which was parked in an off uh, airport parking facility, we'd left an egg sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that no. sending oh. a high explosive team in to detonate it. Oh. It's fair to say it was inedible when it returned. I think it is fair to say, really. Two-week-old egg things sandwich. You, things you've left in your car. Imagine is a, is a, that's a great imagine the text topic. Imagine ball. the stink. <laughs>
I mean, that would have been bad. Fish, it? fish is the worst, isn't it? Or have you ever oh, dropped yeah. a, a, the milk? But no, who's likely? No one's going to leave a, a full kind of mackerel in the. It's only when we got halfway to Corfu we'd left, uh, we left three ton, ton of alibi. If in the you back go of the fishing, car. Paul, people, oh, leave, yeah, people leave maggots in their boot. They do. Oh, I have, yeah. I have done the best bit of parenting, Paul. I have I have cracked parenting. Oh, good. Yeah, I tell good. you which is. I've got a six year old daughter who's yeah. absolutely lovely. We were sitting down last night and she said, before bed, could she watch something? I was like, yeah, of course she can. I said, do you want to watch... Um... She said, can, can we watch one of your fishing videos? Oh, yeah, on right. YouTube, because I've been watching on YouTube. She just wants to be, like, supporting <laughs> exactly. dad. Exactly, but I tell you what, that's good doing it. So we watched, sat and watched these blokes catching pike. Right, have you just taken to... her fishing yet? No, oh, yeah, she's been, she, she came with me once. Does and she and like she, it? Doesn't caught... mind handling the fish? Well, she was a bit worried about it when it's on the bank. You know, right, okay. where we caught a little perch. When you took that cudgel to it. No, of course not. <laughs> Just He's catch and old, release. Holding it by the tail. He's, no, no, no. He's known as Charlie no, yeah. Catch and Release Baker. But she likes the big pike. She likes it when they catch the big pike. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't like it. it. You're not, I've saying, caught one. I didn't like it, Paul. Pike, they're a bit evil looking. Oh, you they? don't want to do it, Paul. You, you just don't want that. He's fine until you've got it on the bank, and it's oh god, now what do I do? You have to stick your hand in its gillet gills. Don't you do and that? Like, and away, like Bob and no, Paul. They, no, they don't. They never show you. They never show them taking the hook out, do they, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the worst bit. Reach for the discorgers. The discorgers. Forceps. I've got. What have you to really? Get, to get the really? hook, to get the hook you, out of the pike. Do you pike. do sort of minor surgery on them? <laughs> I was going to say, pike. that so, mole on your face, I can yeah. get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> I think I could sort those teeth out for you as well, file them down a bit. They're a touch prominent, aren't they? Anyway, there we um, are, yeah. what else is going on? Uh, thanks for getting in touch this afternoon. Um, my mate, Spuggy, oh, yeah. used to work for Doesn't a sound real, does he? Doesn't. Uh, used to work for a graphics company. When packing a large uh, format printed banner, he rushed to get it out in time for delivery. F- few days later, the customer called complaining that the banner was completely ruined because a mug of tea was found within <laughs> oh, the package. No. He posted it. Posted a mug oh, of tea. Oh, they, no. ne- they never travel well, do they, the full w- mug of wouldn't, tea? Wouldn't go through that slot, would it? <laughs> In the <laughs> post office. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have definitely gone there. Uh, Wolfgang Villa, thank you very much no, very nice uh, indeed, for that. Yeah. Um, you see Chris Wood said, Paul, he said, oh, yeah. um, no one does anything great in their comfort zone. I'm, I don't think that's true, is it? Just well, I think I can see I can see that written on a poster somewhere, can't yeah. you? Chris has probably got that on his wall. I can imagine he's got yeah. a few pound notes just yeah. print, printed up on his wall at the moment. But I mean, uh, about Bonnell was saying that the other day, because it must be great if you're a player in that situation. I don't know what Chris Wood's expectations yeah. were, but he, I would imagine somebody meeting his buyout clause after three goals this season and going to Newcastle was probably not uppermost in his thoughts. Do you think he took the call he may have been after thinking training, of, Paul? Maybe I've just got to take this. Yeah, <laughs> a one-year extension maybe and then a bit of a wind down yeah. before heading back over to New Zealand. I would have... I, look, I, I may think... be doing him a disservice. He may, he may have been expecting to join Liverpool. We were discussing, but, weren't we? I, we were saying it's a good, it's a good sign. You've got, Trippier, you've got Trippier on dead ball situations. Yeah. And, you know, and with his crossing. And he even when he's not scoring, he's a nuisance. Whenever we yeah, play against horrible. him, you know, you get players in and around him, horrible. and they'll score goals even if he's not. I think he's great business. Yeah, uh, yeah, for them. yeah, I think it's really good. Although listening, to, uh, there was a uh, Burnley fan was on the sports bar on breakfast today saying he's not been playing well. I think we've done well. Yeah. We've done well to get the money, and they, they look as long as he gets the money to spend. Sean Dyche, I'm sure. Uh, Burnley fans I think, happy. I think it's good for Burnley to be honest I mean they've got to replace him because you know yeah. a lot, they've got a lot of players well, out at the moment Barnes and, uh, got, think, well they've only got Cornet's, Rodriguez and Vindra at the moment away, yeah yeah so they need to replace Barnes him Barnes is injured did you see Andy Carroll's goals offside goals I did night? two of the best maybe the he could sign for Burnley Paul I'm, I'm linking him 
this I'm linking him. The disallowed goal of the season competition would be really <laughs> oh, good, wouldn't what it? What a lovely But yes. Andy, uh, Andy um, Carroll will win it for the second goal. <laughs> Go yeah. and check him out. I mean, yeah. uh, it was a 7-0 shoeing, of course, by Fulham. But the second goal is a beautiful ball in which he controls on his chest, volleys with his left foot yeah. into the top corner. Keeper will argue he's let it go because he's heard the he's whistle. A, he's, a, he's heard it, yeah. But he's come from an offside position. Best disallowed goal you've ever seen. Should we take those, Paul? Do you want to take those? Want, go on, then. Let's yeah, do we'll take those. Rather than talk about keys and cups of tea, <laughs> like a pair of idiots, let's actually talk about football. Best disallowed goal, goal you've, you've ever seen. seen. That'd go be on, lovely, then. wouldn't it? I can't think of one we myself. Do a video. Charlie Baker's 50 best disallowed <laughs> goals of all time. Yeah. And this was disallowed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but um, the voiceover. But unfortunately, it was chalked <laughs> off. You'd have so many things. And but, the linesman's but, flag goes up. But sadly, that was ruled out. Yeah, we know, mate. What a, a goal! <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> what about this screamer that wasn't allowed? It'd be, be lovely, wouldn't it? 50 times over. Yeah. Really, right. Sort of really... Gr- oh, and then after, disappointing. After, after finding... A, getting the thesaurus out and finding the 10 different versions you can do of disallowed, ruled out, chalked <laughs> off, you'd just be repeating yourself, wouldn't you? You'd be just... What no. a strike! <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah. the ref calls them back. Oh, I'll get you in a studio and we'll get that happening. It's going to be lovely, Paul. Yeah, I'm looking Fandango forward to that. With you. The Hawks and Jacob's daily podcast. Now, on the uh, 21st of January uh, on Netflix, you can watch Munich from the Edge of War based on the Robert Harris uh, novel. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to give you a flavour of it now before we chat to one of the stars, uh, George Mackay. I believe the name Paul von Hartmann is known to you. Yes, sir. We were at Oxford together. He has a document in his possession. We'd like you to go to Munich tomorrow and get the document. It'll be an act of espionage on foreign soil. Men and women of Britain and the Empire. As long as war is not begun, there is always hope. Really good to see you again. Well, there we are. Yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it, Paul? Jeremy Irons is uh, Neville Chamberlain. Yeah. Uh, George Mackay, you'll know from uh, 1917, uh, joins us now. Uh, good afternoon, George. Hey, yeah, how you going? Uh, yeah, we're you, good. George. We're you still good. running. That's all I ever think <laughs> of you. Still running. When I see you in 1917, <laughs> yeah. sort of like just I'm constantly running. <laughs> yeah. I think just, we all yeah, I'm, I'm on a little sort of treadmill as we speak. Oh, we all, good, good. There is, there's, there is less running in this film, isn't there? Which, <laughs> thankfully, from uh, there's a bit of running, but uh, certainly not as much. It's interesting. Yeah. I, was, I was reading a historian's uh, take on the film, and they say it's a slightly more sort of nuanced look at, at Chamberlain, amongst other things, apart from being a thriller, and we'll come on to that in a minute. But, you know, he, he is seen as this, you know, history is, is kind of condemned as this patsy who was hoodwinked by Hitler. But so the, the story is slightly more round than that yeah I'd, I'd say I'd say for sure I think definitely I think Robert uh, Robert's book as a sort of starting point has a more sympathetic view and I think kind of what I've, I found like intriguing about the film is is obviously through stories so often I mean it's kind of more of a kind of binary understanding of hero and villain but I think in life so much like compromise is such a big part of 
everyday life. And albeit, you know, he is a world leader, but he's also a man, you know, trying mm. to make those decisions and given the information that he had and just trying to avoid the fight, basically kind of, there was a pretty fallible compromise, you know, that, which did on one hand by, you know, by the nation a bunch of time, but also, as you say, it's kind of, it's, it's not been looked kindly upon in, in, in the history books. So I just, I just think that fa like fallibility is pretty human, which um, seemed like a really good way to go mm. with the story. It's good to found. I mean, there's so many war films, aren't there? You know, um, especially mm. of, of you know First World War, which was 1917, and this is obviously uh, just before the Second World War. So to find a different angle to, to come at it from must be refreshing when you read that in a script. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you know the two like my character Hugh and and um, and Powell, the, the sort of we were two best friends at university. I think you know you got the the two men who my character is a bit more about doing things via the book. Mm -hmm. He believes in the system, wants to change things via the system. And then Powell is a bit more kind of, you know, doing things himself, like activism and, and action and, and sort of physicality, really. And I think, you know, with, with so much going on in the world that when you're trying to look at how do we make change? How do we progress? What's the right way of doing things? It's, it's interesting to have a story where you've got, you know, two sides of that coin. Um, Robert Harris's books always have that, that element of uh, truth as as well as the the fiction, and obviously it's all built around a, a true event and a, and, a, and a real prime minister. But your character Hugh Leggett isn't a real person. I mean, there was lots of civil servants around mm. that time, Oxbridge civil servants, and so the, the whole kind of premise of your old friendship with a guy over in Germany, all very believable. Apparently, that the Powell character is kind of based on a guy called Adam von Trott, who was part of the anti-Hitler resistance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I thought that was a kind of real reference, but as you say, Hugh was kind of more just, I guess he's just, just a fictional creation really. And there was so much to kind of cherry pick from that, from the historical context of, of the time and kind of building him to what, you know, what the story needed him to be. But I think, yeah, I think the Oxford side of things was a big thing as well. The, the production gave us this amazing like historical website mm -hmm. that they created of all these references to, to you know, historical facts and essays about all the ca real characters, but then also stuff like about the context of it. And Oxford, there are all these debating societies, and you know, there's there's kind of that's one of the themes of the film, I guess, is the kind of the discussion of politics and the discussion of ideas, and um, and so things like that were really useful in building him as to the things that he would have, you know, the things that would have been the making of the man had he been a real person. Yeah, absolutely. Where did you shoot it? In Germany, kind of oh, in, okay. in Berlin and, and Munich and, uh, and and a little bit in London as well. And oh, Liverpool, actually, as well. All right. I always feel yeah. for actors when they have to play Hitler because it must be hard not to descend into caricature. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ulrich I mean, Matthes is doing it in this film, but it must be quite hard, mustn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't think Poison Chalice does it justice, really. Like, no. it's, uh, you know, it, he's... Uh, I mean, he's Hitler. I don't really know. You can't say it, you know. Yeah, like it's, exactly. yeah. it's just it's, it's it's a bit of a beast to take on. You and, can't and say like, I'd I'll do it, but I'll do it without the moustache. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to do my version of him. Yeah. You know, I think I think he sort of I, I think Ulrich did an amazing job and just sort of jumped into sort of treating them as a sort of you know. There's so much historical context to kind of build that character, but then yeah. also he was just kind of using them for what the story needed him to be as well, yeah. like you would any other character kind of thing. Now that's the thing. I mean, it, it is a it's it's sort of based on on the, the facts of what went on at that time, but it is a kind of a thriller, isn't it? Very exciting thriller, edge of the seat thriller. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think you know that's that's where sort of 
Robert, um, like Robert's narrative and then Ben who wrote the script, there's sort of this fictional narrative, which kind of weaves through um, that kind of gives the, the film it's kind of its actual story and its rhythm and its tension. So yeah, it's kind of got its own, it's kind of constant. I remember when I watched it, I felt like it's not the usual ups and downs. It's just this unrelenting thriller I found. Yeah. You're always a great presence when you're on the, on screen and I always look forward to seeing you in, in, in films. Um, what, what's the, what do you look for, for in a script when it arrives? Is it, is it humanity? Yeah, I think I think it's a mixture of like what the story's saying or exploring and like, you know, and therefore if it's something that you want to kind of be a part of and, you know, you're just a, a cog in the the big machine that is that story. And mm. so like, do you want to facilitate that getting across? Or I guess on the personal side of things, it's about the process of making it and yeah. what that what that will be. Like, what will I learn? What can I learn about acting? Like, you know, what, what will I get to learn in general? You know, be it historical or be it an activity or you know, or about myself, like, so I think it's a, it's always a mixture of the two things. It's about what the process is asking of you, which usually comes from the director as well. That's often led by a director saying, I want you to work, or I want to work together in this particular kind of way. And then the other side is, is the story and what, you know, the bigger, yeah. the bigger picture of, of, of what the story is trying to say and explore. You've made some fine movies. We were, Charlie and I were chatting earlier on. Uh, I, I really liked uh, Pride. You were great in, and uh, mm. also Sunshine on Leith. Yeah, I love that. Charlie's yeah. big fan of. But nineteen seventeen must have been a real game changer. I mean, I sort of seen you on sort of Jimmy Fallon, and it's a big global yeah. release. It was. It, it must have been a weird time for you. Good time, but quite strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I've never kind of been a part of anything that that size, and to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just to be a part of it and to see everything that kind of comes with it, and uh, you know, kind of, I don't really know how to how to put it, but like, yeah, to have access to the things that you've, you know, to be a part of, like, you know, watch those TV shows that you've watched and yeah. suddenly sitting there mm. talking about them, or or also just seeing a kind of, frankly, you know, like the kind of the campaign that goes with it and the and the work that goes into sharing that work with yeah. with other people is an amazing thing, and 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 I was pretty innocent to how much how much work goes into to, to getting a film like that out there yeah. you know how how much um how much that costs how much work that is from so many people um and yeah and to be and it was just beautiful it got received in the way it did um before we let you go um a, a brief word and I have to be brief because i'm a tottenham fan on chelsea <laughs> your team yes. uh until of course munich has many happy memories for chelsea fans mm. where they won their first yeah yeah i'll go and pass the alliance was really exciting <laughs> like i was you know we, we we sort of had a location move and i was chatting away to you know to the guy i was, I was in the car with and suddenly i was like there it is there it is <laughs> so, i mean i would have i would have given my right arm to be there on the night itself but it was it's a pretty awe-inspiring stadium and yeah, just all the memories from that night were, you know, it was cool to. I went and had a had a look at it. And why Chelsea for you? Was it a sort of a family thing? What got you into supporting? Not them? really. My dad's Australian, so he's kind of not been that fussed on football, to mm. be honest. But we've got a friend, a friend of the family who's uh, who's a mad Chelsea fan, and and um, and so I was kind of. I was taken under his wing from when my dad was ambivalent. Like he was like, right, you're coming with me. Mm. So that's been that sort of my way into it, really. He took me to my first game and things like that. So um, yeah, it's 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 Chuck who's who's uh, who's the reason I'm a Chelsea yeah, fan. Good stuff. Well, yeah. look, good to talk to you, George. You wish you well with the film. Continue success Cheers. with your career. Thanks for joining us. No, thanks so much Cheers, for talking George. about it. Cheers.
George Mackay there, you catch him in uh, Munich. All uh, that running, Paul, I bet he's good box-to-box, George. He probably would be, yeah. He probably he almost certainly stop. would be. Munich, the edge of war from the 21st. It's in cinemas now. If you want to go and see it on a big screen, mm. uh, you, I think you're able to do that, which is good. Go and check it out online. It's got all the details of where you can see it uh, around the UK in selected theatres, and then uh, you can catch it on Netflix from the 21st. Next Bond, do you think, George? We could it's bond, wouldn't it? Or a big it. Marvel superhero, something like yeah, that. We could yeah. got all that in, in him. Who's his agent? Are you? No, I'm just, just punting it out there for him. If he, you know, yeah, be good, wouldn't he? You've never played Hitler, have you? Never played Hitler, but I've got the look, though, and I could do it. I reckon. Well, if I grew a little, it's not a look you want to cultivate, <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> do you know who you look like? Yeah, who <laughs> so you should play. Anyway, it's uh, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker. There were some great. Has anyone ever told you? Yeah, honestly, just a look, just you know, in a in a bad light. Um, we've uh, yeah, we're going to be looking at some of the great disallowed goals. Charlie's oh, yeah. putting together. A, he's doing a D. He's doing <laughs> a video. Uh, long after the video player has disappeared, Charlie's producing a, a video. Charlie Baker's yeah VHS. It'll, it'll come back eventually. It'll be on, vinyl's come back, and it. It'll, it'll be available. On, don't worry, folks, because it will be on Betamax and and Video Two Thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so you can watch laser it. Don't disc. Worry. It'll be on it's a laser disc. disc. It will be. What a goal! It will oh, be. Oh, and the ref calls it back. That's right. If the 50, Charlie Baker's 50 great disallowed goals. It's called Oh No. And it's Charlie <laughs> on the cover with his head in his hands and a kind of. So slightly shocked look. It's actually, anyway, it's actually the 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 reaction from the the home or away supporters yeah. when it gets disallowed is the best. Isn't it? That's ah! it. it Cut to the crowd. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll uh, be looking at those uh, over the next hour and a bit. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Luca Dean has joined uh, Aston Villa, of course, yes. from Everton, and nice spot by by our. our, our a man, Nigel Adley. Um, Luke Dean's wearing the Aston Villa shirt and holding up an Aston <laughs> Villa shirt. And Nigel makes a point. Why do you need old one up when you're actually wearing one as well? Well, you don't want to get into the old Kieran Trippier point at the wrong bit on the shirt <laughs> situation, <laughs> do you know? But it's 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 it, we get the idea. You've joined Aston Villa. Yeah, at you're least hold it, at least hold the away it. shirt and wear the home. Yeah, but they just yeah, they just thought nice. because there's that thing of, uh, of of yeah of holding the shirt. So, um, but he, he's parting shot on Instagram was to say nice things about uh, the club he just left and uh, enjoying playing for the fans. Uh, But he also said, everything must come to an end. I did not expect to end it in this way. What has happened and some things that were said about me in the last month have made me very sad. But it will not enter into a war of words with anyone. The club don't deserve that. The fans don't deserve that. And to be honest, I don't feel I deserve that. Um, he also uh, pointed out that it only takes he kind of hints at the fact that it only, only takes one man to ruin a beautiful relationship mm. and a, who could he possibly be talking about I wonder who knows uh, joining us now is uh, comedian Evertonian Sam Avery good afternoon hey, Sam. Sam hiya boys see we we don't quite know what Evertonians think of this because you know we look at it from the outside we think oh, they must be gutted they've lost yeah, this good one player. of their best players has gone to a, another club and um, it's all the manager's fault because he's fallen out with the player so that's it from a distance but what are Evertonians saying about it there are there some saying it was Luca Dean's fault it wasn't all on the manager or, or maybe it was the right time for him to go what's the story from your point of view it feels like from where I'm standing and the people I'm talking to, it feels like everybody is on Luca Dean's side. Mm. And it just it's unfortunate because I think that's the situation that Rafa's put himself into where people are starting to doubt very, very dramatically if he's the right man for the job, which, you know, there's always going to be doubts. There's always going to be tough for him. And this is just, as much as Dean's not played that well the last six months, He's one of our better players, and he just he seems to he seems to like the club, and he seems to like playing there. And it just, that that thing that 
that thing he said, he was sort of thanking the Everton fans, and then he said right at the end, like, it only takes one person from outside to destroy a beautiful love affair. Wow. Sounds like a synopsis for a Netflix drama, doesn't <laughs> it? Like, it only takes one person. It's like you need that voiceover. It's, it's a right, you, you okay, hun, sort of uh, yeah. Facebook <laughs> update, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, because it, it it was all kind of it was all kind of very professional, and then right at the end, just a little snidey dig. Which again, as Everton fans, we kind of enjoy that in players when they do stuff like that. But I think I think it's just the the situation at Everton is just like there's such a rudderless ship at the moment, and the the manager unfortunately is is bearing the brunt of that, and he's not helping himself at all because he's just so stubborn. And we talked about this. I think I was on your show when he was appointed. I said he's so stubborn. Yeah. He's got the hide of a rhino. And all of these things are probably a strength for him. But at the same time, if things aren't working or things aren't going the way they should be going and everyone else can see it, you've got to... I mean, imagine going camping with that fella. Like, you'd, just be, you'd be like, Rafi, you've, you've not put the guy ropes in. He's like, no, no, I'm going to do it this way. And he's just sitting there, mm. the rain just hitting him in the face. And just, <laughs> that's what he'd do. <laughs> it's a nice idea. I just, nice. I, I just suddenly saw myself, I saw myself camping with Rafa Benitez. I saw him in a, in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. And he's, he was making me a cup of tea. Yeah, lovely. And baking will be ready in 15 minutes and he's just about to put, put, put breakfast in. Absolutely lovely. Sounds lovely. I've got right into it you now. Right. It's, it's a good no, yeah. well, What are you doing tomorrow? A few more miles? Yeah. <laughs> bit of hiking and then... I think we might. We'll just go out and find a pub We'll find a local pub, yeah. probably have a, you know, have a dinner yeah, in somewhere. Lovely. Perhaps a bit of fishing and, ball, And then know. I'm going to play... And then I'm going to play Seamus Coleman at left back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Do you look across at uh, the job mm. Wayne Rooney is doing at Derby. I think he's going to keep them up. I just think Reading are doing so badly. Derby have got something to fight for. Yeah. And if he does that, that is a really brilliant bit of managing, isn't it? You know, he's proving yeah. himself to be... A, you must be looking at him thinking, oh, one day, surely one day. It feels a bit early, doesn't it? Do you think? I don't know. You I look at know. Stephen Gerrard, you think, well, you know, they, that mm. generation might be able to and do he's it. He's been at Rangers for about three years. Yeah, you know, winning he's stuff. been at Derby for two yeah, well, okay. Well, look, you're making a very strong case uh, for one, but you're making a much stronger case for me going camping with Rafa <laughs> So, um, what do you, I mean, what do you, do you think? How Sam? do you make all this Rooney stuff? Sam? Yeah, well, he's he's really surprised me actually mm. because as much as he was a vet, you know, a fantastic footballer and a very intelligent footballer, he's not really um, given the great impression that he's really intelligent off the pitch with some of the things <laughs> he's got up to. Let's be honest, without getting into the the weeds. But in terms of like how he's he's took to that job, and if he can keep Derby up, because what a story that is! And I know they're not going to get a trophy if they stay up, but they should do because the points deduction has just crippled them. And he, yeah, he's doing a really good job. And I think perhaps it is a little bit too soon for that. But then perhaps it's a little bit late for Rafa as well. So maybe yeah. there's a meeting there. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. I think that's what it is. And uh, watch what, this space. That was a that was a big win at the weekend. All you know, I mean, it, the Andros goal could be an all important one, couldn't it? Because it, it could have got far more toxic had it not gone their way in the cup. I've never been so annoyed at winning. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just like a, a, when the full time whistle went. I was just like, oh, thank God that's over. It was just <laughs> such a bad performance. And, mm. Just the, the the whole management of the game seemed to be unusual because you know it, it felt like they were there for the taking and we just we didn't really go for the jugular when we had we had the lead and then they got back into it and it it just it, it felt like a, a game that you know if you look at like a lot of the Premier League teams when when you're managing that game against a, a lower league opposition you've just got to put your stamp on it and we seem to turn up to the games twenty five minutes late like I don't know if they just. <laughs> 
they've got the, the they're on like sort of delayed time, but they, you know we start a game so poorly. They're all looking at uh, camping gear online. They're all... They probably were. They're in millets. <laughs> they're in mentally, <laughs> mentally, they're in millets all the time. I when you shall I get a solar light or do I want batteries? Yeah. You know, it's going to add extra weight. How are we going to carry our water? You know, yeah. all those questions. Oh. You know, so many questions. But, exactly. but let's let's give Rafa <clears> some, <throat> you know. <clears throat> Benefit of the doubt, and I'm still not in the completely rougher out camp, but I just I think the next couple of weeks are going to be crucial for him. But he's he's got it's such a tough job at Everton because the yeah. squad is yeah. so like slapdash, and it it's sometimes like the Everton squad feels like when you when you open your wardrobe and you you go to a, a certain occasion, you've just got nothing to wear. You're like, oh, I can't put that on because that doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> and that, I didn't even buy that; someone else bought that. And this thing's just been like El Ghazi was signed. Yeah. El Ghazi, who's bought him? Is he just like the pair of Ugg boots that your wife just stores in your, your wardrobe? And you're like, these aren't even mine. Like, what am I going to do with these? Yeah, I know what you Norwich mean. away Saturday. You, you know, <clears throat> got to be oh, hoping to win that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's got to be a game where you target three points. Norwich have been really poor. Mm. Um, I've, I've sort of certainly got better in recent weeks, but um, it's just, it's the kind of game you, you've got to win. But if, if we can't win it, we've, Certainly not going to lose it because we've just had such a poor run, and I'm I'm stunned that Rafa's still in the job. To be honest, because yeah. the, if you look at the stats, they're absolutely horrendous. And regardless of what people think about him and where he's managed before, that's what it's all about. And he's just he's not really delivering. Yeah. So I think this week we've got Norwich, um, big game, and then and then we've got Villa the week after. Um, and I think those two games are going to are going to give a lot of uh, indication as to where where we're up to. But yeah, we've got to win on Saturday. If Luca Dean scores, you reckon he'll go up to Rafa? Give him, give him, give him both barrels. He might do, yeah. So, what else are you up to, Sam? Comedy wise. So I'm, uh, I'm starting a brand new tour in April. So uh, tickets for that are on sale now, and I'm just about to finish my 2020 tour, which oh, is well very done. exciting. Yeah, it's been the longest, most drawn out set of events ever. Um, so I've got a couple of them this month. So you can get all the, all the tickets on on my website, samaverycomedy.com. Nice one. Good to talk Cheers, to you, Sam. Sam. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Sam Avery there. So, yeah, the, the outside view on how the Evertonians feel seems to be uh, the view from inside the camp. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It is time for the birthday spread. Oh, uh, at that point of the show... I always Ryan, forget about it and then it comes around so quickly. Suddenly upon you. I know. It's that point of the show where Charlie and I are confronted by Andy Jacobs with 10 birthdays from this week. Yes. And it's our job to try and guess uh, the ages of the people who have celebrated a birthday. Some will know, some we won't. It'll be educated guesswork. Um, Andy will have a gilt-edged gag attached to uh, each one, and I imagine he's got a bit of a spring in his step today. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, boys. And uh, I was listening to you earlier chatting to Monty Panison. Yeah. And, uh, I thought you were madly optimistic. I think Charlie won. But we, <laughs> Charlie, we yeah. do quite. We, we we do quite well at day night match. We got absolutely thrashed. <laughs> no. in the first. Yeah. Come on, Andy. I'm mean, just trying to be positive. Point out their record was ever so slightly better than ours in their conditions. <laughs> well, but Charlie, is, of, just... we're bottom of the test playing nations. Yeah, now. we're number ten. I think. Great, yeah. and it's going ever so nine. well. Um, yeah, so I did enjoy being serenaded by your fans last night. I had oh, an yes, idea. Yes, I think right. I think that the board of of clubs would actually stump up more money if the directors of the club that were winning yeah. could sing the same songs as the fans. <laughs> so if Bruce Buck and Marina could have sat either side of um, of Daniel Levy last night, going. 
Champions of Europe, yeah. you'll never <laughs> sing that. That would be great. I mean, that would be good. They could yeah, sing that. Lovely, yeah. Tottenham get battered everywhere <laughs> yeah, they go. If you, go. That, yeah. if you sung that to Daniel Levy for half an hour, he'd soon get his checkbook out. I'll show you. You're allowed, the directors are allowed to sing it. Divock That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. That would be funny. You're no, I'm not singing that one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, you chose some pretty tame songs. Did, there, yeah, that wasn't the worst of them. <laughs> Jeff Peters is keeping score for us oh. this afternoon, but he's not in his nerve centre. He's oh, on the road. He's gone camping with Rafa Benitez. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jeff. Oh, good. Yeah, good afternoon, chaps. Are you well? That yeah, phone's not good. ringing. No, that phone's quiet, not ringing. It? it does feel a bit quiet. Just sat on his own in a. <laughs> Travel no, no, Jeff somewhere. sent me a message. You know, you know when you get a text from somebody and it says, "I'm not in the nerve centre. I'm in," and you just get a flag of the country that you're in because you can't oh. be bothered to write oh, the actual right. name of the country. There is. So you're thinking, I don't know where that is. Is that <laughs> Ireland or Mexico? I've got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> not great on flags, Andy. Clearly. No. So, uh, well, are you in Ireland or Mexico? Mexico. Oh, okay. Fair oh, Let's play Island or Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> James Joyce. Is he A? I don't know that one, Alan. Uh, anyway, um, so, um, should we crack on? We should probably do the Baptist bread, I think. Let's do that. Yeah. Here's Pele. Charlie, do you want me to lead off? or what you well, um, Yes, you go first, Paul. Yeah, okay, I'll yeah, go yeah. first. All right, then, Andy, whose birthday is it? Well, it's the supreme leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. But I'll I'll be honest here, I've been having a confession. I wrote the gag for his father, Kim (laughs) Jong-il. Oh, really? (laughs) No longer with us. I've got two. I can give you a Kim Jong-il or a Kim Jong-un. Do you want both Um, or just one? Well, chuck them both in. That's how we get on. Okay. Mm. Uh, Kim Jong-un, his father, Kim Jong-il, is a massive fan of Hogmanay. And each year he throws a party at a facsimile of Edinburgh Castle in North Korea. He even flew over a Scottish singer for a rendition of the Kim Jong-il. That's nice. Yeah, Kim Jong-un, his son, is a massive fan of the birthday spread. He He always wins their version of it on North Korean talk sport. Last year, according to official records, he beat Paul 52-0. Hey, of course oh, he did. Of course yeah, he did. Lovely political stuff, satire. Yes. He's got a he's got a young face, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got a young face, but I mean, what is he now? He's probably he's quite babyish looking. I don't want to get in trouble for that. Um, but he's got four um, 39. thirty nine. Thirty nine. Oh, right. What do you think he is? You think he's older like that, than that? I don't know. It's hard to tell, isn't I don't it? Know. I think he's older. Forty three. Okay. Thirty eight. Oh, oh, I told you, smashing it. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay, um, so uh, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Uh, Paul, you are one out. Charlie is five out, so it's one place five. One place five. Okay, Charlie's first for the second mm. birthday. We alternate, okay. you see. It's good, okay, isn't Charlie, it? Charlie, here you go. You may know her, the singer Crystal Gale. Oh, yeah. And uh, She runs a cookery class producing staple football fare. I thought it was odd when she told me to use turquoise flour. I said to her, won't it make my brown pies blue? <laughs> oh, <laughs> very good. That's not so bad. That was very good. That's very, very good, good very I'm going to say she is 79. That's pretty good. She's still talking in her sleep. I imagine she's grinding her teeth in her sleep at her age, isn't she? Uh, what could grind? You have to wear a gum shield now, Crystal. Um, so I think she's a bit younger than that. I'll go 70. Okay. 71. Oh, Paul, you're okay. good at this game. One out again. So though. good at this Even game. I can work out, Jeff. I'm on Very two, annoying. aren't I? I'm on you nine. Are, I'm on nine. 
And uh, what are you, Charlie, you're on nine. Is that right? No, oh, no well, I said 79, didn't I? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. dirty cheat. So, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you're the official scorer. What's Charlie on? 13. 13. 13. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. Yeah, slight okay. delay there to Ireland. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm first now. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, it's the singer Joan Byers. Joan Byers. Yes. And uh, she sold me a car last year, and it blew up on the way home. <laughs> she never purchased anything from Joan. Yes, it's buyer's beware. Buyer's beware. <laughs> yeah. We definitely had this one last January. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buyers, you had buyer's remorse, now you told him that. Um, Joan Byers, she's got to be getting on. With her, sorry, Joan, if you're listening. Um, what is she? Uh, she's got to be about 82, hasn't she, yeah, Joan? That's what I've just written down, 82. Have you want to go? We can uh, go with the same no, one. I'm going to go 80... 84. 81. Oh, oh, wrong way again. It's unbelievable. Wrong, wrong way, Regals. Way. <sighs> wrong way, Regals, yeah, absolutely. So I'm out one out again, Jeff, aren't Did I? Very well yeah. here, Paul. It's unbelievable. Yeah, absolute, absolute masterclass from Paul. So yeah. three out after three, Charlie yeah. on six. 16. Still early days, though. Charlie yeah. goes first. Kim, Jong- go. Kim Jong-un's playing along. He's on naught. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very good at this game. Never gets it wrong. So, okay. Spot on every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's the musician and songwriter from Steely Dan, Donald Fagan. Oh, yeah. Donald great. Fagan. Great Donald Fagan. And before he hit the big time, uh, Fagan was almost broke. He came to me for advice on how to survive. I suggested petty crime. I said, you've got to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we are. Marvellous. Oh, dear. One this, of the greats, Charlie. See, with him, I can't work oh, it out yes. how old he is because I'm just reading in the years. I really oh, am. of course I'm you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald Fagan, I reckon, is... Is there a gas 72. Okay. <laughs> 72. 72. Um, I'll go... I mean, might be a bit older. I'll go 73. Oh, 74. Oh, oh, unbelievable. Oh, 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 oh. This is unbelievable from Paul. <laughs> so, uh, all the frustration of last night coming out yeah, in the birthday spread. I'm taking it out, <laughs> taking it out on, uh, on the birthday spread. So, what's, I'm on, that puts me on four, I guess, uh, uh, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you got all your frustration out on the opening to the show today. Yeah. But yeah, one <laughs> most on, of it. Yeah. On, on, on each of those. Um, Charlie, two out. So uh, he's on 18. Charlie, uh, Paul, you're on four. Can't, can't play someone being that one well, out. Anything can happen, Charlie. It's still, it's still very close. I'll, I'll, go, I'll, take, out. I'll take us into the, first, uh, the end of the first half with this one, Andy. Okay, uh, she played Pam Ewing in Dallas. It's mm. Victoria Principal. Oh, yeah. Victoria wow. Principal. And since giving up acting, she's been running a high school in Springfield with the former England rugby international, Mickey Skinner. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> that's marvellous. Uh, she's probably... <laughs> she's in the Gale envelope. Is she probably around that sort of maybe about 70... In the Fagan envelope? 75, I'll go. Yeah, you're about right. 78. Wrong way, Regal, 72. Oh, <laughs> so we head in half-time with the scores at what, Jeff? Dear me. Uh, Paul, you are on seven. What oh a first God, half. Amazing. That must be a record. It's on 24. 24-7, yeah. but it, it's volatile. We go into the second half. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of emeritus professors, cellists, uh, people of uh, all sorts. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Welcome back to the second half of the birthday spread. We're five birthdays in, of course. Uh, I am seven. My margin of error from guessing the five birthdays so far is just seven years out. Yes. Um, uh, is that, that must be a record. Is it Jeff? Is Jeff there? 
Um, yeah, I've not got not got the stats in front of me, as I'm yeah. not in the nerve. You didn't bring them to Mexico <laughs> with you, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring your ring binder to Mexico. What's wrong with you, man? Commit, Jeff. Commit. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm pretty sure that that has got to be up there as, uh, as one of the lowest. Just brilliant scoring from Paul. So it's all set up for me to lose it now because it could still happen because we get into the volatile areas now. Andy, what's the here's Pele again, and what, what's the next birthday? birthday is the chairwoman of the London Assembly from 2001 to 2008, Baroness Sally Hamwee. Baroness <laughs> Sally Hamwee. Every time she, she enters stop there. the House of Lords, <laughs> every time she enters the House of Lords, her fans in the public gallery do a song. They go, Hamwee see the Baroness sing, we can't hear her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if he actually finished it. I want deathly silence of all of us going, Andy. <laughs> I know her vegan cousin, Baroness Asparagus Wee. <laughs> so, um, 2001, 2008, Charlie, were her years. Yes, Baroness Hamwee. Uh, it's me, is it? Yeah, sure. Oh, sorry, yeah. I wasn't. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. Could be a while. Hold on a second. <laughs> 88. Well, okay. I might go a bit younger. 82. 75. Oh, God. Okay. Very nice. This is more volatile. This is over. Jeff, what are the scores? Yeah, if you're listening, Baroness. Uh, Charlie is 13 out, takes him to 37. Paul yeah. is 7 out, doubles his score to 14. Not much in it. It could change. It's a mind game. Somebody. No, it could is. There's not much in it. Um, <laughs> next up, then, Andy. It's the Reverend Ronald Corp. C O R P. <laughs> the Reverend Ronald Corp. Conductor and composer. Founder in 1988 and artistic director of the New London Orchestra. Wow. Ronald Corp. And he brought his whole family to my yoga class. I've never seen a more inflexible bunch. You wouldn't believe how stiff the corpses were. Yeah. Ronald Ronald Corp. 88, he set it up. Mm. Wow. Um, 82. <sighs> 94. Oh, Charlie, very bold. He'd made his mind up to say 94. I went high. You did. You, you were oh, so high. Oh, oh, oh. Where is wrong? Where is wrong way, Rickles? Oh. 71. Oh, 71. Keep, keep going the wrong way. I'm trying to get the... Uh, I admire your boldness, though, I'm trying Charlie. to get the you gave points it a, back, you so gave I'm giving it a, it a go. go, you know. Yeah. Show, well, after the show, Charlie, show Charlie wrong way equals that. Clip. I will, yeah. <laughs> a famous American football player who forgot he'd changed ends. Oh, <laughs> That's a lovely thing. Beautiful touchdown. Yeah. Quite bemused team. Okay. Oh, yeah. dear. What's the scores, Jeff? Uh, Paul, 11 out, on to 25. Charlie, 23 out. Oh, Had a bit of a max gosh. there and on to 60. 60, Okay going to chuck on another striker I think yeah <laughs> right it's yep. the Olympic decathlete Bill Toomey Bill Toomey <laughs> and uh, after he retired from decathlon he became an electrician specialising in plug installations he was known as Socket Toomey <laughs> that's nice on the side of his van yeah I like that very yeah. much I thought, yeah. for the route, I, oh, I thought yeah. he was going down the Chuckle yeah, Brothers yeah, so. well I think yeah. I did that last year oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough it up. they're coming round again what do you think then Charlie? this means nothing to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was his name Mr Toomey Bill Toomey say it again I was, li- I was listening out for the joke sorry Bill Toomey and who Bill was he Bill Toomey Olympic decathlete oh yeah decathlete. Bill Toomey yeah. Yeah. I'm 35 behind what do you think 72 77. 
83. Oh, oh this is awful. Oh, Terrible display. <laughs> Can only apologise to all the listeners. Yeah. My Everybody family. listening. To- <laughs> when, I've let my family down. What really the, is awful. What's the score there, uh, Jeff? Uh, Charlie, 11 out, moves on to 71. Yeah. Paul, 6 out, on to 31. So just the 40 in it with well, two yeah. to go. Look, to look, think, you never know. Things have happened. Uh, I'm next then. I'll be next on the next two on the basis yeah. I'm not 40 out this time. What's next, Andy? It's uh, Matthew Bourne, the choreographer and oh, director. Yeah. So mm. Matthew Bourne. And he told me, uh, he said to me, if I got a COVID vaccination, I'd turn into a 5G satellite pole. I said to him, don't give me any of your Bourne conspiracy. <laughs> 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 Matthew 80, Bourne. 90, 80, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is he, about 58? 58 I'm going for. Is it me first? It is me yeah, first, yeah. 58, what do you think? You're about right, yeah. 55. Don't sulk. Six, was it 55? 55? Yeah. Other way, is it? 62. Yeah, other way, there we go. <laughs> so if you play, pro- actually, what I'm doing, very clever what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you play this back in reverse, yeah. I actually win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that put me on, Jeff? Uh, you're four out, Paul, so you're on 35. Yeah. Uh, Charlie, seven out, now on 78. So 35 plays 78. I've so... done worse, to be honest. I've yeah. done a lot worse in the past, so, you know. So 43. There have yeah. to be, you have I've to make a swing up a of 43. Of, a swing of 43 years on the last birthday. Yeah. So who, who yeah, is the final it. birthday, Andy? It's the opera singer, Grace Bunbury. Little Grace. Oh. <laughs> she's, uh, she's just started her own charity cricket team, but uh, they, we haven't played any games because she can't think of a name. Yeah. <laughs> the opera singer, Grace Bunbury. Oh, teen, teen, the teen sensation. She's great, isn't she? I remember I saw her on that. She was on Junior Opera. Yeah. The <laughs> Junior <laughs> Voice. Junior she's Voice, good. she's on, Paul. She was, yeah, it's only National nine. Youth Choir, she's in. Um, I'm going to go... I'll go... Uh, I can just sit you in the just middle. Sit in the middle. You 75. Just, what's the I'm point? going 75. Oh, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Charlie? What if I got to get 75? So, hey, you've got, anyway, you've got 43. So 43. 43 so, years yeah. over 75. Yeah. You can say 100 and whatever she is. Yeah, 15, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, no. I'll say she's six years old. Six years old, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Butch and Sunday. This, this is all going to be permanently on the record. Boy. Yeah, six. Yeah, six, and I'm six. 75. She's, she's, in fact, 85. Oh. 80 what, Andy? Five. 80, 85. 85, okay. So, Jeff, I believe that sees me finishing on 45, but Charlie's yes. quite volatile attempt at <laughs> yeah. six-year-old Grace Bumble. Keep your game. <laughs> yeah, you've just edged it again. Uh, so, you finish on 45, mm. and Charlie, 79 out, so we just... <laughs> Slightly more doubles his score on to 157. Yeah. The worst. Where were no. you when I was good? <laughs> no, no need for my tiebreaker. No. <laughs> no, you can shelve that for another week what or another shame. year. There's always next week. Yeah, there is. Uh, you can bounce back, Charlie. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, Charlie, you're back on Tuesday with me. But back, back with, with you on Tuesday. Max, Max on, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Autobiography Wars. Back. Game Day Warm Up. Autobiography Wars. Time Difference with Ian Danter. Live from Nutsford Services. Brilliant. All, all, the, all the features people seem to tune in for, Paul. Good stuff. Fantastic. So that's all coming up. Uh, Andy's back with me tomorrow. Clips of the week and all that. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.